Eyes as blue as the azure sky, that is the symbol of the contractor. Entrusted by the spirit king of the wind with the powers of his domain, I bear this mark, the stigma of the wind. Welcome to 26 and Under, the anime podcast where we watch a anime at, that is at the most 26 episodes or less within a week and then talk about it in the next or in uh, at the end of the week. I am your host Matt. Joined joined with me is my co-host Rob. Hello. And Henry. What up what up? So, as this is our first episode, we are going to do a small introduction to each of us and our experience level with anime, starting with me. I watch too much. I I I watch all yes. the seasonals, and then I would decide to watch random fifty episodes of anime in like two days. Yeah, some might say you have a problem, Matt. I might also say I have a problem, <laughs> but I can't stop. I won't stop. Can't make me. Back when I was in high school, I watched uh way too much anime, and it kind of engrossed like all of my day. But after I got out of high school, I kind of didn't watch it for about three or four years. I just kind of rewatched things like Code Geass because it's one of my favorite ones. But I'm returning back now with this podcast. is going to get me watching more and more anime, and that's about it. Hopefully good ones. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very casual. I watch anime when I have the time. Uh, I like to enjoy popular ones, but uh, make me appreciate the good ones when they come by. <laughs> so... We didn't record anything to random off our first one, so we just kind of randomed it out. And yep. we're going to random every anime out. We, I have a 700-some-odd growing list of anime because we keep making new rules every time I finish the list. This is true. Um, that and, like, every season, we're, like... I, I'm going to do it every year. I'm going to... Oh, I'm, you're going to update it every do, year? I'm going to update it every year once okay. we finally stop with rules. That's probably good. Yeah, once we actually iron out some, like... Um, limitations after about the midway of the year we're probably going to turn into anime characters from watching it too much oh my god oh please hopefully hopefully we'll hit good ones before we before uh like episode 10 yep and the other thing we're gonna do is we're gonna start building a rank structure so yep unfortunately we so we we are going to be ranking them starting with the first one so whatever we got for number one is the, automatically it is automatically the best anime we've watched for the podcast. That's such strong words for what we random it. We randomed into Kaze no Stigma or Stigma of the Wind if you have the DVD release because everything else calls it by its Japanese name, including Crunchyroll, Funimation, and any other way you can watch it online because people don't like using English translated names except for Crunchyroll nowadays. Kaze no Stigma is a light novel adaptation from Yay. way back in the day. Before they just became common. I think they were becoming common at that time. Yeah, this was made in 2007. The light novel came out in January 2003, and the manga came out in April 9, 2007. But about three days later is when it aired on uh, Chiba TV and a couple other stations. Um, the, but this is, I would say this was right at the start of where light novels just started taking over anime going, Hey, we have all these light novels because we keep adapting manga. We can just adapt the light novels. 
This one's... Mistake. Yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> this one is about Kazuma, who is a contractor, which is a fun way of saying, I use magic, but I have no limitations because I'm a main character. Or not main character, but... He has limitations, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Kazuma's big, uh, big power is... Or the big thing for him was he is a part of a big fire magic user family. The Kanagi family. And th- But he can't use fire magic. He cannot use Enjutsu, which is the power to control flames. He, yep. he instead uh, got his butt kicked by his cousin, who was like four years or Twelve so. years old at the time. Yeah. He was 16 and was shunned from the family for losing. And exiled. And Well, he wasn't, ex- well, he wasn't exiled. He just ran away after being shunned by the family. Um, he ran away and four years later comes back as 20 year old with wind magic. Fujitsu. Which is looked down upon by the rest of his family as lesser, weaker magic. Well, and he every, also, every everybody, everybody yeah. yeah. He also changed his last name to Yagami as opposed to Kanagi. Because he doesn't, because, because he, he doesn't want to be associated with them anymore. Yeah, pretty much. He, does, he doesn't want to be part of his family anymore. He's super edgelord. He, he's not edgy. He's just smug. Like he's really smug, and he deserves to be because he's so powerful. This is true. The opening crawl is the most edgiest fucking monologue I've ever read. Crawling in my skin is edgier than that. Every Linkin Park song is edgier than anything. This is true. All right. So, our first impressions of this anime. So I'm gonna say, like, by episode five, how are we feeling about this? Oh. Let's, let's, let's go with the first couple episodes, okay. all right? Okay. How, so we boarded the train. The train <laughs> keeps going, and then they start playing Hey Yeah. Like, oh, this is a pretty good song. Hey Yeah ends, and then immediately Hey Yeah starts playing again. And you think to yourself, <laughs> I might be on the wrong train. Yeah. You start to think to yourself, huh, that's weird. It's and weird. Then they I thought I had heard that song third before. Time, and then and once the like, third time comes up, you realize. Oh, no. I got on the wrong train. I got on the wrong train. For me, it was really, I was already getting off, I was already, like, negative on this from episode one. Like, as soon as the opening credits sprawl started, I was like, oh no, I've seen this anime before. I've that's, seen- that, that's where I come in. I never watch the openings or endings because I just don't feel like it, especially if they're really old series. I mean, it, it does save you a lot of time in it watching it. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, even the first five minutes after the opening, I literally watched it and went, oh, I've seen this before. Mm. I've seen this done better. Why did they use the fucking same? Why Why does this guy have the name Kazuma? All the other Kazumas I've ever seen have been very good, like, exciting characters for me to watch. And this guy is just smug asshole. Worst deal ever. But uh, my first impression was like, okay, this is interesting. Like, the world seemed pretty... Like the world was acceptable because it's set in more of a modern like time for for two thousand seven. I mean, it was kind of modern, but it still had the weird like it still had some of the more traditional, traditional yeah. Japanese and then it also has feelings. the technology that we don't ex- think ever would exist in a normal like <laughs> magic. Yeah, but uh, first introductions, with the exception of Kazuma, the characters seemed they all seemed different, which was nice. Like nobody seemed too underdone. Except for Kazuma. At first impression, Matt. At first All impressions, right. when, when we get a little bit deeper. Uh. So so my first impressions were, it kind of looks like a cut and paste shonen. And, I mean, it probably could have been in Shonen Jump. And people would have read it off as like, oh, it's probably just something that's here just to 
pad out the volumes a little bit in between in between hiatuses. Yeah, I can see that. But or just it, in between Naruto and Bleach and One Piece. They're they're on hiatuses all the time. That's what that's what fillers are. But it started off pretty interesting. Like I like Cosma. I thought he was really cool. He's the only reason why I kept watching it. And also watch, watch the English dub over the Japanese dub. Oh, it's, for sure. It's probably better. Like No, did it is watch, better. Did you watch Japanese too? I Okay, so the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, ninth, twelfth, seventeenth, and then all the way to the end, I watched in English. The rest I watched in Japanese. Because I wanted to keep switching back and forth to see oh, okay. how oh, much okay. it changes. I, I was actually going to try to watch, like, until we finished it and I had a feeling that I never wanted to watch it again. No. Um, I was going to re-watch it in Japanese just to see how the voices were. But, like, by the end of it, I was like, I don't think no, definitely. The, not. the English made it funnier simply because none of it translated well, especially when talking about that they're cousins. That came yeah. through the English a little bit weirder. It did. Now we're going to discuss all the plot of this anime. This plot, okay, so the plot is very disjointed. That was one of the issues I had. That is probably the biggest issue I have with this. The arcs anime. were, and they were arcs because they lasted for at least three or four episodes, which isn't an arc well, standard. One lasted way longer than that. One, two, three, four. Yeah, we have five different arcs yeah. written down here. And one of those arcs is one episode, and one of those arcs is the entire latter, latter half of the series. Yeah, so like a whole third of the series is devoted but, to the last arc. Is it half, but, really? Episode 14 was the hot spring. Third. That's ridiculous. But there is actually a centralized plot that revolves around Kazuma, so it's not like super disjointed, it's just the journey to get there constantly jumps off the rails and yeah, like we're gonna do something oh, yeah. else. Yeah. That that also said like Cosmo is not the main character. No, Ayano is the main character. Ayano is the main character. Ayano, the love int- the person that I just thought was the love interest because but as Rob points out, she's on screen first. She's the Kanagi heir. She has the Enraiha, which is a magical sword. She can summon out of God knows where with a really cheaply made uh transformation sequence that i wish looked better because and i wish that they changed up like every time she summoned in raiha it was literally the exact same sequence it was these, well, that's how all seiyus are aren't they they all well, transform the same way well, they just take forever and they're always the same they're never except, different except it would have like, been okay like me and matt talked about this when we like like uh like halfway through like it have been it would have been okay if it, the animation was done better so like this is something oh, yeah. that no. continuously comes up hey rob so you've watched Kill a Kill. I know you've watched Kill a Kill. I have watched Kill a Kill, yes. How many times did they go through the full transformation sequence every time? Uh, they condensed it on some occasions, but sometimes, they did go through Sometimes it's all just it flash, and... flash, flash. Oh, I'm in the gear now because we need to go into the action. But then again, who would want to miss out on that transformation? Well, that's I said, mean, like, nobody does. The summoning isn't that long. It's only like a few seconds. No, it's just her yelling in Raiho and then pulling the sword out and it catches on fire. Yeah. But I feel like they could have, like, if they knew that they were going to be doing this so many times, I feel like they could have put more effort into that that animation sequence. I mean, we'll, we'll get on to uh, how much effort they put into animation yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Um, but the first arc is dealing with the Wind Clan. So the first arc is Kazuma shows up. Hey, he's a wind user. All of a sudden, all a bunch of Kanagi people keep dying to wind user to to somebody using wind powers. Oh, prime detective work here. Prime detective work. It's obviously the new wind user that came into town. It's and not, obviously the person that didn't 
that we don't like. Yeah, and not the clan not, that we are literally treating like second class citizens because Yeah, not the wind clan that we're abusing. Yeah. So surprise, it's not Cosmo because why the fuck would we introduce a, a character who seems to be central to the plot just to go, ha, and he's the villain because he doesn't look like a villain or act like a villain at all. That would make too interesting of a plot. Oh, so yeah, we had to would. dumb it down to a person that we've never seen and gets maybe, oh, about 10 minutes of screen time until he transforms and then gets no more time. Him. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then dies. And then, and then probably dies. Literally, I think the entire Wen clan dies. Um, not the entire. I don't think clan. they died. It's just, you know, they kind of got destroyed by the Yoma, yeah. you know, like really badly because wind magic can cut things in half. <laughs> and, and and somehow, certain, some characters can get steel bars dropped on them and they are dead. But when a building falls on a main character and they can walk out just fine, and you're like, Kenshiro mm. broke a building and walked through the same building that was falling on top of him. I. Well, that's Kenshiro. Can, yeah. Like, this is little girl that is in high school gets a building dropped on her and comes out of it comically like, God damn it, this building fell on me. Meanwhile, adult men who have who are masters of their of their spellcraft get a steel built a steel girder dropped on them are are now dead. Fire won't stop the girder from crushing <laughs> you because as we all know, fire doesn't melt steel beams. And Ben, why, please why? insert girder. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, with the wind arc, it's it's basically a guy named Ryuya who was kind mm. of shunned, because uh, he was something weird. I don't remember much about him. No, it was uh, he's the son of the head of the wind clan. Yeah, like the wind clan ha- worshipped the demon and got that, and that's how they got their magic abilities. But the problem was is that they want to release the demon that was sealed by the Kanagi clan, but they can't do that unless they have an heir to the Kanagi clan actually remove the seal. So they need a catalyst. Who do you think they're going to use for the catalyst? They use Kazuma's younger brother. Yep. Surprise. Who looks nothing like Kazuma nor his father. Yep. Ayano has pink hair. That's a recessive trait. How? He also has a different eye color. The show has many irregularities when it comes to the kids. There's a lot of inconsistencies. So the reason why they did the hair color is Kazuma has brown hair. The uh, his brother, whose name I am now forgetting completely, Ren Ren, Kanagi. Ren has yellow hair, and the and the main character has pink hair. Spoilers. Why why would they do that? Oh, because now we can identify them by their hair color. Because that way we don't have to draw very different character designs for them. It's like, hey, you see the blonde one? Yeah, what, what's the meme? Spot, spot the anime character? Spot the anime character. Yeah. I mean... It was real obvious who the important people were in the show the entire time. Cosmo's hair is brown. That's not important. That's just brown hair. Yeah, but look at his... Look at the clothes he's wearing. Look at his... And his, like, smug... And, smug and his smug aura literally just coming out of everywhere. I think we saw his hands leave his pockets only a handful of times. Only a handful <laughs> of times. And that's a hand joke. Yeah. Yeah, and most he, of those he only was, brings the hands out to throw the wind. Otherwise, he has or to eat, or to eat, or or to like, or, or to patter in the butt. Yeah, or yeah. to patter in the butt, or to like do something obscene. Or yeah, he doesn't really take his hands out of his pockets because that's how cool people do. You this fight with your hands in your pocket and you use kicks. Nothing but kicks. Nothing but kicks. Nothing but kicks. Look at Sanji. First for him. Look at Sanji. 
Uh, Sanji gets his hands out when he wants to do the fucking uh, handstand leg twist. Or this is true. Can't use so a right or kick with your hands. Character. I mean, Sanji is one of the coolest characters. All right. So going no, back. Yeah. Going back. Yeah, going back. We don't get the, me started on yeah, we, so So pretty much the fight between the demon, which, by the way, Ryuya turns into a demon, and then proceeds to destroy the uh, people around him, except for Kazuma, Ayano, and Ren. Gee, I wonder why. Could it be because they're important? I don't know. So pretty much the fight, there, there, there's this weird feeling on the line where it's like, hey, someone could die at any moment. Oh, God. And before I even jump to this. So so something happens to Ayano where she gets hit with some kind of weird infection doodad that's going to kill her. And, like, Kazuma has this elixir that he can use. And, like... The entire time, I was thinking, like, man, you could become the main character. Just don't give her the elixir. But Ren, <laughs> Ren is like, no, you can't let Ren, her die. Don't Ren do that. is the moral compass of the show. Ren, yeah, Ren has all the morality. But Kazuma yeah. wasn't gonna let her die. Like, not not in the least bit. So he's like going on with it, and she's like, okay, fine, I'll bring you back. Wait, I'll bring you back with this elixir, which apparently is impossible to find and costs so much money that Kazuma will never find one again. Nope. Because now we don't have a way to bring anybody back from any kind of grievous wound that could possibly kill them. Like somebody that happens later in the anime that we could have saved with this elixir. Because plot. Because we can't kill the main character. So. During the fight. Yeah, during the fight, which I'll get into the fight. We will get into the fight in a minute. Uh, but during the fight, it's pretty much Ayano versus the demon because they have no way, no feasible way of actually defeating it. Yeah. So Cosmo's like, you know what? Hold him off. I'm going to do something real quick. Like, like I'm just going to stand here and do something real fast. So so the first three episodes, so the th- first three episodes, you're left with this intro of him with like bright blue eyes talking about the contract with the sky. You get the yeah. whole monologue that we cited at the beginning and we never see it. Up yep. until like the end of episode four, when he finally decides to like when he finally shows his true power. Yeah, I'm gonna whip out the trump card. Even though we know he's the contractor, and they go, "Hey, I heard that there's a new wind contractor. Is that you?" Nah, uh, you don't yeah, have blue eyes. Me. You don't have blue Let, eyes. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let's look at this intro again. You, you, it, your yep, voice yep, actor. That's you. That is you. You yeah. are saying you are mm-hmm. the contractor. Yep. I want some blue eyes. I see them. What? Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to hide this from us? It's like we don't watch the intro but basically i like, watch the intro he activates his contract and then becomes stronger than literally everything else in the show yep yep this is the deus ex machina of the show yep is kazuma is a contractor which means he he is directly linked to the spirit king of the wind which is a terrible name to say but it, really it is, is he has complete control over the wind yep and is just like god power mode for like five minutes Pretty much. So then we go to ep- uh, the second arc, which we are introduced to Misao. So I like. So this one actually has a transition, which is yeah. nice. So Misao is the sister of one of the people who dies in the first episode. Yes. And Kazuma just straight up goes, I killed your brother. Well, what are you going to do about it? Oh, no. He didn't say, I killed your brother. He goes, Your brother died because he was weak. Oh, yeah. Which is a normal anime thing of strong characters to do is. No. I'm- Cosmos says he died because of me. Well, he died because of me because he was there, but he also is also like he, because he was because weak. he was weak. Yeah. 
And it's just like this guy just had a steel like a steel frame dropped on him, and unlike and other main character, unlike main characters, he dies. Yeah. So she gets upset and is like, "Well, I'm gonna try and kill you." So she tries to stab him like in like a like a tea ceremony or like a lunch or whatever. Yep. Obviously, throws giant disrespect. They decide to like try and handle her, whatever. She runs away. Finds this what she calls her gar- a guardian angel. I believe Gabriel is the name thrown out. Maybe no. mm, it's it's Metatron. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. Totally wrong. Metatron, the scribe of God, scribe of heaven. Scribe yeah. of heaven. Well, scribe of God. And he says, yeah. "Hey, do you want to be stronger? Here's what you gotta do, and yeah. absorb Go. the life force of them, like thousands of people with slime." So then people are like showing up like completely like sucked bone dry. So this is the what they get introduced like hey this weird thing's happening. We need the uh the clan to investigate and they're like hey Kazuma can you help us out with this? And then we find out that it's Masao doing it. Yep. And her family goes since it's our daughter we're not going to have you do this anymore. We're going to hire the police. Which they have a special task force for dealing with magic users. Why is the Kanagi family not part of this task force? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. So, like, the, the Kanagi family is, like, their big thing is that they help get rid of spirits. And then there's a special police task force in addition to the, the, the family. And you're like, oh, you both do the same thing. You work with each other. the family doesn't want to get their hands but dirty. But the family isn't involved. But the they are. They want to get their hands dirty. I mean, it, it's weird. It, it's how mafias are. They do. They send the cleanup crew. That's who the police are. They don't want to do anything. But so the 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 family goes. Cosma, you can't do this. We will deal with her. So family meets up with Masao, and surprise, Masao kills all of them. Surprise. And Cosma comes in, saves the day, purify. Uh, whoa, and whoa, we, whoa. Oh no, no. Whoa. <laughs> First off, yeah. she turns into a, a freaking dragon. Yes. No, a. that dragon comes out of her. Oh, she yes. Does not turn oh, into the dragon. I think it was Michael, not Metatron. I don't know. Michael. It, it was... He doesn't get named very much. No. She, he, he, she references to him as his angel. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Metatron's with uh, Catherine. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, it's Michael. It's Michael. She hires a sniper, too. Oh, she... No, that, that was actually the cool part was when she literally hires a whole crew of... Bo- uh, of of like, hitmen. Hitmen. To shoot him down in a, in an alley when she's like dressing up all nice to take him to a love hotel and then the, she gets him shot up and it's like you actually did a smart a smart one there because but, but did Cosmo actually say he killed her brother? No, he said no. She, he, he, he said he was the reason that his bro- her brother died. Yeah. Well, no, it's pretty much because his brother started it and no, 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 was no, trying no, to defend no. himself. Her brother was the other one. Her brother was the one that Takeda. was. At, no, uh, the one that was going, I'm going to kill Cosmo, was the brother of the other dude that died. The blonde dude that was in the mansion with them. The one that, the other one was the one that was like, we need to, go, the, the clan wants him to come with us. And he's like, nah, I'm going to kill this guy. And he's like, don't, don't tase me, bro. Okay, bro. But they both die because of Ryuma. Ryuma yeah. is the actual reason that they die, but everybody thinks it's Cosmo because they were yeah. going to meet That's Cosmo. Right. That's right. Yeah. Ryu is bad. He he did. A lot yeah, of he did a lot of he. Yeah, he did. Um, so they spit. She spits out a dragon. They purify it. Was that what? No, they don't use the purifying flame there. Remember how they? They do. They do. Yeah. So they purify it with purifying flame, which um, is supposed to be like the super hard technique to use. 
Ayano doesn't is never conscious when she uses it. Yep. Like she never recognizes it. Yep. And then Ren is actually knows how to use it. And he's in like middle school. This is why Ren should have the uh yes. Raiho. Not, not her. <laughs> this is why not, everybody not Ayano. but Ayano should have in Raiha. Yeah. Is everybody but Ayano knows how to use she's the fucking actually magic. the she's probably the most incompetent character in the show. She feels like comic relief as a main character and I mean she is. And I think the show was engineered specifically for the side character. Like if they would have pawned it off as like this is a deconstruction of a shonen where the main character is actually terrible and the side character is what matters. That would make the most sense to me. If they had written it that way, yeah, that actually might have been a much more enjoyable yeah. series. But the writer wrote it well, also we're not we're we're skipping over a fact that the books in the manga are written in a very dark, very darker, a much tone. darker tone. Yeah. So a lot of this stuff that we are seeing in the anime is very different in the manga in tone, and so that's and so the tonal dissonance is one of the problems with this anime is they're doing happy go lucky stuff, but they're talking about death and all this crazy stuff, but it never really gets dark. But in the manga and the light novels, apparently, it gets dark. Bad things are happening. What should we do? Let's go on a side quest. Yeah, right? That makes more sense, doesn't it? Much more. So but they, ultimately, they deal with the dragon. They deal with the dragon, and Masao decides, because she's not a main character, I'm going to go become a monk, and I'm never seen from again. Yep, which is unfortunate. Because every character that's not a main character that gets introduced for just an arc never sticks through to the next arc. Uh, the exception of one person. Although, and then we learn al- more about him although later. Although, <laughs> he, c- he has to be Sundari about it and always go, if you want me to help, you gotta this pay is, me. This is two Sundaris, Ayano and Kazuma, together. Yeah. And it does not work. No, it doesn't at all. But the show wants us to force them together. Oh, it is so obvious. Uh, Ayano's grandfather continuously sends them on dates. As like as a, in the as later half, in, in the yeah, later half, in the later half, in between, in between arcs, he's the true bro. There's two in particular that we're gonna talk about. All right, so next is my uh, favorite arc. So after, so the episode once they finally finish the dragon actually is the school episode. This is this is one that I'm gonna talk about a lot. So this so, this is where you first in uh in we first like we get the foundation for how things are gonna go between Iono and Kazuma for the rest of the series. Well, no, where no. Iono is sent as where Iono is actually sent to deal with things and Kazuma is there to protect her. Yes. This arc, the one we are now going into, I have written as Earth Clan with Clone Girl. Oh my word. I am going to first state the first episode of this introduces us to two new characters that are uh, central to Ren's, uh, that are Ren's friends. There's a female one and a male one. The female one is in love with Ren. The male one just wants to be friends with Ren. They are in contention with each other because one wants to do things that couples want to do. The other one wants to do things friends want to do. I've never heard of people having this kind of relationship. And I told this to Henry and he gave me a look of like, that's not how people act. I'm like, No, not at all. But after we are introduced to this character to this female character, he somehow gets away from her for some weird reason because he doesn't because he's awkward teenage he's awkward teenage boy and he doesn't know how to deal with his feelings. I mean, it was pretty late in the night. I think he was. So, so this home. is the one time that Ren actually causes a problem. Yeah, and he, he meets, causes a fight. Oh yeah, and he meets. 
He meets That's a character right. who looks almost identical except for a slight hair color change. Oh, my word. Character. It was so confusing. I watched the episode. I thought they were the same character for so long. And then all we had to rewatch that scene. Yeah, we had to rewatch the. I rewatched the. the I watched the episode. episode twice. Yeah, I thought I was so confused. The pacing was bad, and the character designs were too similar. If you don't, if and if you disagree with me, you can talk to you can post in the comments or anything and be like, "Hey, I don't agree with what you're saying, but like episode felt very off when it did that, and I got I got completely lost as to where we were." So, so the girl we were talking about is Ayumi. Yes. She's a clone of Mayumi. She's a clone of Mayumi. Yep. She, uh, we ultimately learned that she's a clone of Mayumi. Um, so he meets her. She uh, she seems to just be like having fun in a park. And they start to get like, have fun and be friends and be nice. And like he's hanging out at like. Yeah. He's developing <laughs> some kind of feelings for her after one night. Super late at night. And then all of a sudden guys in suits with glasses and guns show up. And go, we're taking you, we're taking girl away. To which, of course, Ren, Ren being the moral, the Ren moral compass moral of the compass whole show. Goes, I have to protect this thing. Protect I have to thing. protect it. Yeah. I shoot fire at people. And the, at which point they go, hey, we're from this family. Hey, we clan. work with the Suwabaki family. Yeah. You started a war. <laughs> if, if, if you continue to interfere, we're, we're going to declare war on your family. And he says, so he like, Acts like he like understands and like starts to walk away, and then, to which point he eventually like stops and like puts up a wall of flame around her and telling them to just back off. Yep, just back away. And then afterwards, uh, they bring in actual magic users from the family, which the family is the Earth Clan, so well, they use. Earth ev- magic. Eventually, what what we find out is that we start to learn that she's lived a very sheltered life. Yep. That she isn't treated well. Yep. And all she wants to do is to experience the world. And see something beautiful. So Ren decides to take her to the beach. Yep. And also, this is the A story of this arc. There's a yes. B story. Oh, it, I don't remember the B story. I don't remember the B the story oh, the involves B story Kazuma, Kazuma talking to Tiana's tribe to retrieve the pixie heirloom stolen by the Super Yeah, Bobby. Because, right, the pixie. Because that's what I was trying to get into is right after the thing with the dragon, we go to an episode where at the school we learned about the pixies. And we meet, we meet one pixie in particular. The name escapes me. But she appears throughout the entire next arc as plot B. And then never comes back, and I and actually like that character. Yeah. She was funny. Tiana is the name of the Tiana, pixie. there it is. Okay, Tiana. Yeah, I like... She, I, she actually pops up in front of Yukari and Inase when Ayana was sent to Hidotama to investigate the Earth Clan. You know, so technically you can consider, since Ayana was the one that initiated the pixie thing, it's actually the A story, but... Yeah, no. A story by than far. Ion, than, uh, no, Ren's, Ren? Yeah, Ren's yeah. story is Ren's way story is better. Ren's story is way better. It's probably um, one of my. It's probably my favorite arc in this entire show. Except for the complete loss of like, what the fuck? Who is this character? Yeah. That that was the only. Problem. But we get to the beach and she's like, "Wow, this is like the most beautiful thing." Like, thanks, Ren, for doing this for me. I wish I could see it during the. But I have a secret day. to tell you, Ren. I well, no, she no, doesn't she tell never her tells the him secret. That. Uh, Mayumi and her bodyguard show up. I forget her bodyguard's name. No, Ayumi was the one that revealed it to him. Oh, was it Ayumi? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Ayumi reveals that she is actually a clone made to be sacrificed to Mount Fuji to stop a demon from coming out. Right? I'm right on that, right? Yes. Okay. No, yeah. Okay. The whole point for the uh, Suibakis is that 
every 20 no like no, it's, it's like, like some crazy years it's a no, long it's time yeah, no, yeah like it's they... yeah if this incredible distance they sacrifice one of their family members to keep the demon in mount fuji from erupting yep. from escaping basically because their clan's whole philosophy is anything self sacrifice yeah self sacrifice so if I, I if i can sacrifice myself to get to save this thing, I will do it. I will do it. So Ren has a fight on the beach. Yep. With a earth user and the earth use and we find out that as long as a person's on the ground, earth users are more powerful than them because Yep. They I'm an earthbender, you're not. You're not escaping me. <laughs> yeah. And then we sh- we see like how crazy Ren actually is. Like Ren's ne- like Ren is most powerful f- uh, he's not the most powerful. He's, he's the, the most, most destructive when he gets angry. Yes, and which is actually a trait they pick. They say like the flames are very much fueled by anger. anger. Yeah, anger. and he also just figures out a way to beat the earth user yep. on the ground by turning the sand underneath him into glass. Because guess I'm what? I'm not standing on ground, am I? Nope. No. <laughs> after uh, after that, Mayumi shows up. Uh, they they go uh, or Mayumi and Ayako show up. Yep. And Ayako goes, you're not doing this anymore. And they and they take Mayumi away. God, saying Ayumi and Mayumi is really... It is kind of confusing a little. It's really confusing. I actually think I got their names wrong. But they take, the, they take the girl away. He's like, but why'd you do that? And then she's like, because you're going to start a war. And then he somehow convinces her not to do it. I don't remember the exact mm. dialogue or reason why he, or how he convinces her to go, let him go. And so then they both go to save... Ayumi after giving her away to the people that were taking yeah. her. Ayano, yeah. Kazuma, and Ren. Ren is like really Well, Kazuma was not part of this at all. Kazuma is oh, doing right. his own thing, mm-hmm. trying to get the uh, the pixie crown. The pixie crown. Yep. Yeah. So it, it just becomes a Ren and Ayano thing, and Kazuma's not here because he's off having fun. We also find out that Kazuma goes, I'm going to wait because he knows the Earth Clan has it. He goes. I'm gonna wait till they are do- busy with their thing, and when they're be- when they're just about ready to do everything, I'm yeah. gonna interrupt everything and take so what kinda, I want. We, we learn. We kind of learn how much of a dick he is. <laughs> I mean, in that just just in that one yeah scene, he he literally goes, "I've never fought a guy from the Earth Clan. I want to fight people from the Earth." He makes sense. yeah, like when when he first realizes that the Earth Clan has it, he goes, "Ooh, I've been wanting to." those guys forever he's like uses this as a chance to yeah. go in and just fight everybody yeah so like we're finding out that kazuma is pretty much being a dick now and then we get yep. introduced to our villain who is not mayumi not ayumi i forget her name what is her name a member of the earth clan but she doesn't use earth magic which is weird i uh. forget her name um, it wasn't very important. No. no, but she looks like lust. The whole point Fo- is Fo- that the whole point is that the demon in the mountain has been manipulating her the entire time. Yep, she it, she, she can never use earth magic because the demon was withholding it from yep. her. She wants to get her earth magic back, so she wants to use the. She's going to use the power of the demon instead of using earth magic. But the demon's been using her the entire time to release it because if it gets released. I destroy everything. Yeah. Um. So she's literally like she's put the head of the Earth Clan into a rock. She's doing yeah. All she this infuses stuff. him into a boulder. She's doing all this kind of stuff to fuck with everything. She's the captain now. Yeah. She, yeah. 
She is now the head of the family, even though she's not actually the head of the family. Yep. I mean, let's go to Mount Fuji, right? Yeah, we go to Mount yeah. Fuji. We find uh, Mayumi and I, or Mayumi, uh, or she talks to Mayumi and is like, hey, so actually we're going to need some of your power too, and traps Mayumi in a crystal. Just in case. Just in case they, uh, Ayumi in case. doesn't work. Yep. Because um, Ayumi is brand new. So it turns out they this is the first time, and the reason they're doing this is for her to steal the power. Yep. Before then, they just straight, like, your name was chosen. Sucks to be you. Yeah. Throw you into the volcano. Yep. Pretty much. But they specifically made Ayumi as a clone of Mayumi to sacrifice. Because I believe Mayumi was supposed to be sacrificed. But, yeah. the, 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 but they made a clone of her instead. Yeah. Because Mayumi didn't want to die randomly. And, yep. Uh, they, and, and, the, and the villain used that against her and was like, oh, yeah. well, we can clone you. Ultimately... We learned that Ayumi, part of the process used to make her was the pixie's egg. Yep. And that because of because she's a clone, she doesn't live very long. No, she only has like a month left. Yeah. The behemoth. So, yeah, behemoth. So uh, they so of course villain releases giant monster. Giant monster takes away all its power that's it's been giving her. She finds out that she can actually use earth magic. She tries to get back at demon. Demon kills her. Oops. Surprise. And then we're down, down to, it is Kazuma, it is Ayano, and it is Ren. And we yep. have to fight Giant Demon. Yep. Because we ain't going to see this, this thing back. And this is when we get the power trio for the first time. This this trio well, no, right I here. I guess like the last arc, we, we saw a little bit of it. But this is where um, we, we really see it. This is where this is where it sticks and why it remains until the end. Yep. yep. The three of them combined, no demon, no matter how powerful, can ever stop them mm -hmm. because it's two of the strongest fire magic users and a contractor of wind magic yep combined together and the best part is like they're they are fighting on molten on molten area it's so, also red blue and yellow because because ren's use Ren mostly fire using the purifying fire which is, is yellow. primarily yellow based it's more yellow based instead of red based whoa and iona is <laughs> red based because she has actual fire and pink hair and then Kazuma is blue because he is the wind. Weird. Primary weird. Colors. Primary colors. Uh, to signify the team. Yeah. Weird. It's like Power Rangers never did that before. Man. <laughs> they, 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 they pounded together. They destroyed the behemoth. But yeah. because Ayumi had to help so much, she ran out of power. She ran out of life force. And she looked at Ren and said, you're going to be a virgin forever, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> and... Also, to make another thing, point, or to point out another thing, I was this was the one where we saw somebody th do rocket hands, then and you freaked out, right? Oh my god! Yep. So like before the mountain thing, like the person that Ren fights on the beach eventually transforms into an earth golem, right? He sacrifices his normal yep. body to transform into an earth golem to help make sure the ceremony, like, because they yeah, know that they're coming with, back to deal with Kazuma and Ren yeah. because they know that they're going to show up because they're superheroes. <laughs> So he's an earthbender basically made of earth now. Yep. So he sends his rocket. His sent, So he basically rocket arms, like rocket punches into Ren. Although I was talking about the Iron Man thing that Ren does with the fire, where he flies with the fucking fire for a little bit. And you were yeah. like, oh my god, yes. No, that too. <laughs> but no, one of the things that gets me was like, like underground, like makes his fit, oh, like hand, yeah, yeah, grabs yeah. Ren, brings him to him. And then fuses him. And, <laughs> and then fuses the arm to the dude like so like his arm like disappears and then what arm is holding Ren just attaches itself to it 
And I was like, what was, what was the, the point? point of that? Why did you do that? You could have just Because like... the golem doesn't have to move. Oh, it was... But the golem didn't have to move to grab him. Yeah. He literally could have just extended. Yeah. No, 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 that was, no, that's where I wanted it to happen, but it oh. didn't. He literally just reached in and grabbed oh, Ren, yeah, 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 and then the yeah, hand yeah. just disintegrated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the problem. He literally walks over to the arm, grabs Ren, and then starts crushing him. Like, but you grabbed him with the rock But before arm. we saw him, like, reform himself in the same way, it was like, you literally could have just, like, let your arm, like, let it, like, meld into your arm. Like, that would have I mean, been way on, better. Man. It's just the guy wants to show off his stuff. Oh. <laughs> Like, we have to see how good the Earth Clan is because we're never going to no, see them we'll again. No, we'll, we'll get into it later. Like, there are some animation choices that they could Oh, boy. Oh, man, I can't wait to talk about so, this So, we just defeated a behemoth at Mount Fuji. Yep. yep. He'll set us up on a date in New Amusement Park. Oh, oh yeah. And guess what? For some reason, there's tons. Of, we get to find oh. out Ayano's best No, trait. no, no. Oh. No, we haven't discussed, and it is a great detriment to this anime. That they don't talk about her friends ever? Friend A and friend B. Yukari and Anase. Yukari and Anase. They so, were actually these are the, along with the pixie thing. because the They are my favorite characters in the entire show. They, they are really good characters because they don't do magic. They they're just, just normal people. They're just normal people. They're just normal friends of uh, Ayano. Ayano. I keep forgetting her name. The best part about these two characters is Ayano tells them all this crazy shit, the magic shit she's doing. They're just like, yeah. Yeah. But the whole time in the background, they're commenting on Ayano and Kazuma in their relationship oh, yeah. that they don't have. That, that, that like we're sitting there like, where is he? And they're just uh, like, it's great. It's it's like watching fan fiction artists do their thing. You, you know that Yukari and Nanase have like major connections in Japan. Like they have wide connections. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So it's, like you can't hide anything from them. No, no. and so this. No, happens. they make a point of that. The who's the one with the blonde hair? It's not. It's Nanase. Nanase. Nanase? Oh, wait. Oh no, we're talking, talking about police girl, right? No, no, no. Her friend. Yeah, her friend, Nanase. Nanase. I believe yeah. it's Nanase with the other. Yeah, like she can find dirt on literally anything. Like yeah. she can literally find anything. And so those two are sneakily like observing the date because they're friends, and that's because what they want do to Japan. see them on their first date yeah. and not interfere. Yeah. And so uh, on their first date, we find out uh, Ayumi's or Ayak. Ah, fuck. Ayano. Ayano. I hate all these names. These names are really hard to remember because there's a lot of similar ones. Yeah, there are. Uh, Ayano has a character trait that we've not really interacted with that much. She doesn't like guys being pervy at all. No. So first thing we see is a very egregious one. A dude coming out of... Uh, yeah, well, we see three. The first one is a dude coming out of the girl's bathroom with recording gear. Beats the crap out of him. Next one was the dudes hitting on the girls, right? And well, she, I wouldn't say like, yeah, they're being aggressive. They were being, they were being aggressively creepy. On yeah, the girls. like pinning and, them to a tree, yeah. basically, with their body, like yeah, making sure so they couldn't she, leave. So she goes and beats um, the shit out yeah, of them. Yeah, she goes beats the shit out of them. <laughs> and then uh, was the last one when Cosmo was just looking at the videotape from the dude that she beat up the first time, or was there a thir actual third one? No, it was just the, the videotape. Yeah, so Kazuma is then looking at the pervy videotape and going, oh, that's kind of cool. Interesting. And she tries to kick him because she doesn't like anybody being per perverted nope. around her, which is a character trait every anime girl has. Yeah. This is Kazuma. Yeah. <laughs> this is also, we see, like, the small conflict of, like, Ayano likes Kazuma, but she doesn't want to, like, 
admit to it. Henry, welcome to every Sundere. Uh. Anyways, so we it's honestly just a character building arc. We get to see Ren with it's, his two friends. You say arc, it's an episode. Fine. Hey, hey, you forget that we get to see the best character, an American fire user. That's yes, the next episode. That, this is the next arc. Yeah. The next arc. Which is the which I just have as Catherine intro because Catherine yep. Catherine McDonald Catherine McDonald Catherine McDouble. So I'm just gonna say this. <laughs> Besides Cosma, this Cosma, uh, this is the only name I can remember because it's an English name, first of all, yep. and nobody has a name similar to Catherine. No, not at all. No, it is. She is blatantly American. Oh my God, she is such a she. I, I agree with Rob. She is a really good character. When she first got introduced and she was like, I'm going to take something that they have, I thought she was linked to his background. I thought so too, which I thought was going to be interesting. But then it was just, no, she, she no, wants Enraiha. She wants, she wants Enraiha. So, because because no in one America, outside of the Kanagi family can have it. Yeah. Because yep. in America, her family is the most powerful fire, fire magic. magic. But they don't have anything special. But they don't have, any, but they don't have Enraiha. Nope. They, which only uh, goes to the most powerful fire mage yep. family in, in the world, I guess. Yep. And she uh, and her family deals with spirits. They yep. summon spirits. So she summons a giant uh, buff angel dude that confused the hell out of him. Metatron. When we, were, when we were looking at uh, oh yeah, because like thumbnails. We, we go through thumbnails, and we're like, okay, okay, okay. And then there's just like this like Gabriel-esque angel <laughs> with wings, and I'm like, what in the world is going? Yeah, in a sword, and I'm like, what in the world is going on? What are we going to get into? <laughs> yeah. So. She is so she challenges uh Ayano when they're when she's on a date with Kazuma at a very fancy restaurant. Uh they get into a big fight, destroy the restaurant because of course they did, and they call it a draw, pretty much. Yeah. Well she she managed to defeat Metatron. Yeah. But never defeats Catherine officially. So yeah. they decide to call it a draw. And then Catherine uh decides I'm gonna get or runs into Cosma and goes, "Would you help me get stronger or whatever?" Or he starts criticizing her like, "You, you'll never yeah, be you'll able never to beat be her like beater. that." And then she's like, "Well, would you teach me?" He's like, "Well, if you pay me." Yeah, and then we th- like we kind of we get the hints that like Cosmo will do anything for the right price, and this is where it really solidifies that he will screw over anybody for the right price. Basically, yep. But male character, and it's a male character, and the male character already has somebody yep. that likes him. And Ayano gets super upset Weird. when she learns about this. I never would have guessed that there would be love rivals in this anime. Yeah. No, she gets super mm. upset when she learns that Kazuma is teaching Catherine how to beat her. Uh-huh. And then she gets super jealous when she learns that Catherine likes Kazuma. Oh, yeah. And it's really... And so we get to the fight, and she's and they're fighting, and all of a sudden, Catherine starts doing stuff that she's never done. And it's like... But, but the fight was preceded by an agreement to Ayano. Oh, yeah. If I win, I get to share the pow poo with Kazuma. <laughs> and if you win, I will leave. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, well, I mean, every other time we've had an arc, uh, an arc, an arc centered around a tertiary character, they've never been in yeah. another arc. No, true. So like, like, we're like, yeah. yeah. So she'll go. She'll go away afterwards. So uh, they could do a fight. Uh, I uh, she starts taunting Ayano after she starts getting ahead because she starts using the stuff that Kazuma taught her. And Ayano starts getting real mad. Ayano then just beats her, like yep. straight up. And she's like, "But I was taught by Kazuma." And Kazuma's like, "Yeah, I never told you to taunt her." 
she yeah. gets, she's really good when she gets taunted. And so Catherine makes a bullshit reason as to why she doesn't actually go back to America and we now have another character. Yeah. That, but then uh, but then Catherine stays anyway. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is like Catherine makes up a bullshit reason as to why she doesn't have to go now. And so uh, yeah, it, it turns out she well she yeah, she comes she has a bullshit excuse. And then she eventually becomes part of the police force. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, that happens in the later. Yeah, a little I bit mean, later. We've yeah. literally only got another nine episodes. Yep, because one episode yeah. is, I think, actually my favorite episode too. The hot spring I, the episode. Hot spring episode. Yes. So, we haven't really discussed it, but Cosmo and his dad have problems. Yes. Cos- so his dad obviously is the one that like shown Cosmo, and Cosmo has had uh, anger like hatred issues towards it, his father ever since. In the third episode, they had a slight confrontation where Cosma ended up beating his dad. Yep. Um, his dad has, has been in the hospital for a lot of this time recuperating from the loss. So now we're going to the hot spring, which uh, I, uh, Ayano's dad sneakily gave uh, the tickets to Ayumi Her and Danase yeah. to, to take those to the hot spring. So they are all going to the hot spring. With Ren, of course. With Ren. And of course, why not with Ren? Because of course. Because, because of course. Ren gets to see bare shoulders. Like, oh. <laughs> oh. They're, they're all going there, and we find out that uh, his dad's also going to the hot spring. Yep. Nothing bad could happen from those two being in the same hot spring together, right? Every time that Genma and Kazuma have ended up anywhere near each other, they start fighting. But they fight in the least... Fight like the the least oh, normal man. way that we've ever seen fighting, where they start punching each other. Yeah, in DBZ fashion. Yeah, they never hit each other. They're literally just like punching each boom, other's boom, fists. Boom, yeah, boom, 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 they're, like they're literally just throwing arms. It's just like a big circle around them. It, and every like, time they meet. Yeah, every time they this meet. This happens like and three then, or four times. And then and then somebody comes in or and then somebody comes in and interrupts them uh, and is like Karika. Yeah, and she's like, hey, but no dinner's almost soon. And he's like. Later, some He's like, boy. You're lucky. You're lucky. The thing I hate, I hate more than you, is a cold meal. And then it's yeah. like, but get, get my, your bath is gonna get cold. You're lucky. The thing I hate more than you, cold bath. No, it's missing out on, <laughs> yeah, on a hot spring. On, on a hot spring. Because like the, like, the outside hot springs are gonna close soon. And then they find the hot spring, and it's just like every. So this is my favorite part. So the one thing I've I've hated about animes is like you have two people who vehemently hate each other, right? Yep. Like Genma and Kazuma. Yep. And then they had they finally fight it out. Yep. And then they're like good friends. And I've always hated it. Like you've well, had such they, a vi- one one gets the upper hand and extends the extends hand. Extends the hand. And I hated it. Up. Yes. And then they become friends. And Henry hates it. So in this episode, the, scene the same the scene happens, and Kazuma extends his hand to his father. And they have a contact, and like this whole monologue is going on. Like, oh, like I think they finally like fig- like fought their issues out. Cool. And then like so, Genma reaches for his hand, and Kazuma like pick like helps him up, and then he just hip checks him back into the ground. <laughs> like I can never forgive you. <laughs> I'm just like yes, just freaking out the entire time. It was it was ah. great. It was actually really fun. I I enjoyed it. And and Henry was and Henry had even said it in, a, in an earlier episode. It was like because I think and, it happened and, like once before. Yeah, somebody helps him up and hip check. And I was and like as soon as I looked at, as soon as I saw the episode, I was like, oh, Henry's gonna be ready for this. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was that was a good part. I, I like. And now we enter the final arc. 
downloading demons for the right price. <laughs> Did you know for nine ninety nine? For nine ninety nine, <laughs> you too can download a magical demon to give you magical powers. Yeah. So now we learn a lot more about what happened in the four years that Cosmo hasn't been there, even though we didn't know Cosmo before those four years. And we and we learn how unprepared they were. You like exposition. You like exposition. I like exposition. The next seven episodes are exposition. They're exposition and. Not that much actual good fighting, and then Cosmo randomly turning evil for like a little while, and then Cosmo becoming a good guy again, and then them fighting the villain, and then the villain getting away, and then the series is over. Yeah, but the best part about this but, arc, but is... but the main plot is uh, it's something called Pandemonium. Yep. So what it is is it was a website that people go on to, and if you clicked yes, an you, RPG, you had a demon downloaded into you, and you get to play an RPG in real life with yes. magic. Yep. So if you defeat other players, in experience, if you gain experience, you got more powers. Yep. It's a really cool and idea. It like, is. A, yeah. No. I I think the idea is cool, but when they start explaining how it works, it breaks down. <laughs> and then when they stop caring about pandemonium and start caring about this being about destroying humanity, and we also start going into Cosmo's backstory as to what happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Ren was kidnapped too. Oh. Oh, can't forget but, that. Yeah. Ren was Ren, Ren's the damsel in distress because we can't have Ayano be the damsel in distress. But of course. Ren's a better damsel in distress. He is. Bro, Ren also gets himself out of being damsel in distress. And then the yep. crystal gems show up. Oh, God. Ayano yep. fights Lapis. Yep, he fights Lapis. Who Lapis is a clone of the girl that he fell in love with. Uh, back in China when he during the four-year time skip. Yep. In the first year of the four-year time skip... Because we get uh, time doesn't work this time way. Time doesn't. A one plus one is not equaling two. Like one plus two is not equaling three in this whole backstory of the four years he's been gone. So to break it down, in the four years he's been gone, for the first year he was just living a normal life. Except so for half of the like, so we find out first there is a time skip between then and when he finally became a contractor. Yep, which is. Uh, when he when Su Ling was sacrificed to a demon by the by the villainous organization of this thing that I so don't... that happened a year after he left. Well, within the first two within, years. within the first two years that he left. Yeah, he awoke to his wind power. Yeah, and then and then by the time that he had met a police girl. Yep. He had already mastered being a contractor, and he was already a contractor. She says, and this. that was. Within a like a with, roughly with, a year before. No, that yeah, that, that that was two years. That was at two years. At two years. So they say a thing uh, in the flashbacks that is, hey, I remember, I remember the old Cosma who used to be a drunkard and everything. I'm like, so wait, if this is before he was a contractor, that means he's 16 or 17, which was known for being a drunkard at 16 or 17, and then somehow got over it and met Su Ling, are is now living with Su Ling. And working at a store, I think, mm-hmm. all within the span of two years. Yep. But people are acting like it's more like four years. Yep. Time don't, time don't work that way. Yeah. They give themselves too short of a window and then try to cram too much shit in it. Yeah, that was the problem with the last few episodes. That's the problem that I have with the last few episodes. Yeah. Because these are the ones that I watched just recently, actually, uh, pretty much yesterday. I just powered yeah. through the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. And they're the most ingrained in my head. It just, it felt like it was building up to a point. I also feel that the flashback to Sui Ling should have been done as its own episode, not in the middle of an episode. Yeah. 
But if they would have introduced Bernhardt much earlier, yes, with oh Lapis, for sure, yeah, we would have had a reason for Kazuma to actually be pursuing them, yep. and then making all the side things happen. Because until then, he was just like blindly pursuing things, and yeah, we we're like, he was just going "What along is going with it on?" Until eventually, Karika is like, "Hey, pandemonium!" And they're like, yeah. "Oh, that's the main plot." So if you want to actually watch this thing to make sense of it, watch episode one, two, three, four, and then skip all the way to seventeen. Yep. And you will have missed nothing of main importance. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Except maybe a few characters getting introduced, like Yukarian and Anasuki. Catherine. But you can figure them out really yeah. quickly. I mean, Yukarian no, you, and Anasuki yeah. are in the first episode. Yeah. yeah. So you like, know who you, they are. You, you figure them out pretty fast. So you oh, can actually skip. Oh, I forgot. This the only arc person also does like, the most the worst thing ever to Yukari and Anasuki. Where yeah. one, uh, of the, yeah, yeah. The, one of the characters kidnaps Anasuki. And then... Kazuma lets it happen, and Kazuma also assaulted Catherine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um... Nanase goes to save... Uh, I forget which one's which. The blue hair... She goes to get more... Uh, the blonde friend goes yeah. to get more information. And gets captured. Yeah, and gets captured by the same this by the same person who and captured then, uh Inase. and then he gets killed but then somehow she still gets mind controlled and yeah. gets put into a maid outfit while the other one gets put into a bondage gear and it's yep. just like these characters are actual characters why are you doing this to them yeah it felt real bad it felt it felt not great it was just it felt kind of rushed the the last the last these this whole arc is first of all the longest arc we've ever had and yeah. it felt rushed by that we mean it was more than three or four episodes. Yeah, all these other arcs were three to four episodes long. This arc was seven or nine or something like that. Like a lot of mm-hmm. episodes, and I feel like they could have done a better job doing it. I felt like the la- and and also the realization that this will never have an ending because the actual author died in a car crash before he could con- finish the finish writing it. Yeah. So this is the actual ending to the anime. It was it was the most mediocre ending to a shonen. Mm-hmm. Even the big three, yeah, two of them had really good endings, and One Piece still hasn't ended. So I mean, we'll we'll find out when One Piece does end in yep. our lifetime, maybe. Maybe. I mean, Oda Oda is older than all of us, so that means it has to end in our lifetime. Sometime. Maybe. He's not immortal. He is not a Rocky. I think. So was... let's let's quickly discuss the animation then. Yes. All uh, right. So and. <laughs> Quickly, you say. Quickly. Quickly is probably the best way to describe this animation. It was very rushed. Um, you know how we like to poke fun at like keyframes for different shows, like the pain arc for uh, the the god arc. Yeah. This is a 2007's anime, frankly, using 2002 2001 animation. Yeah. Their fight scenes are mainly people standing still, shooting fireballs at people. There's some movement, and some of the choreography gets better in the. Ah. I'll take it. I'll take this show over CG any day, but I agree with that. It still left a sour taste in my mouth because but, it's like it's like the tracking shot of what's her face Satsuki, not Satsuki, where she's like running the crawl up the building and everything's moving super fast, but she herself is walking at a brisk pace. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like that's still real. But like, there's no good. So- uh, the term is Sakuga moments, which is it Sakuga moments. Yeah. Okay. There's no good Sakuga mm. moments in this. This is all stilted animation and very stiff and rigid. It was yeah. It was very. We rigid. have a sword fight between uh, Lapis and uh, Ayano, <laughs> and it is. Oh, I forgot about god that. God awful. Lego like, animations look better. 
Like I like good animation. I am yeah, no, that sword fight was horrendous. Gainax, Madhouse, and Bones. So when I watched this, and I was just like, "What is going on with this animation? They could have done something." Uh, well, that's why it was produced by Studio Gonzo that no one cares about. Oh, did produce a really good thing too. Yeah, but and then it Madhouse took over and did way better. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then, let's talk about my other favorite part. Ooh, are we gonna talk about the music? We're gonna talk about the background music and, oh, and the opening. Oh my god. So Rob is not going to be a part of the opening of the E credits. Oh, I still watch them. Yeah. I just didn't watch them every single episode. Yeah. But how about that background music when spooky things was happening? Oh, my boom, word. Boom, 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 boom. It was. I, I could actually. It was, pro- they could have done so much better. Oh, it was. There's no actual, like, music. No, like, there's not. There's and, just, like. So the opening theme is called Blast of the Wind, performed by Saori Kuji. So the opening's okay. The opening was okay. okay. I liked it a little bit. Once you get past the monologue. (laughs) The monologue, man. That's that monologue. That Uh, monologue, every episode got tiring. And this is coming from a person... Well, actually, it's... I like Hunter x Hunter's opening with its monologue because the person reading the monologue is emotional. Yeah. And it's really good. But, But this monologue is not that... This monologue is bad. Like, it's... it's Like, the first impression to your anime is Kazuma reading the monologue. And you're like, okay. Uh... Well, then. Yep. And then the ED, which only changes once. They do No, it, uh, it changes twice. Does it change twice? Yes, it changes but twice. But they only change the animation. They don't change the song. Yeah, they, on- yeah. they only change the animation. And it's just... The animation is just Cosmo laying down in the back field of grass. No, it, no, the majority of it is Cosmo laying down in the grass. The exception being the one episode that was mostly Ren. That one was Ren laying in the grass. Yeah. That's what I was saying. It's changed twice. Yeah. And the, uh, but man, why is Cosmo so prevalent when Ayano is the main character? This doesn't make any sense to me. Nope. Nope. Um, the song, I don't remember anything of it. I don't like, either. Like... I'm a big fan of really good EDs, so like Madoka and... The ending themes are Hitorikiki no Sora and Madakiki no <laughs> Listen. Don't hurt yourself. It, I, I don't remember them, and they don't, re- they don't really stick with me like like anything that... Uh, like Cardcaptor Sakura's EDs or... Like, really good EDs stick with me. And sometimes, like, I will watch a bad anime, mm. but, like, if its ED is good, I will remember the ED. Oh, for sure. Um, I, Oh, there, there, there was two endings. There was two ending themes. Okay. There was two ending themes. Yes. I one don't... was done by Sauri, and the other one was done by a trio of composers. I think the last arc had a different ending theme. Okay. But the anim- but the, the, the actual animation was the same. Yeah. yeah. You, would, you would pretty much consider those alternate... Uh, Endings, but they're the same thing. Yeah, they're the same music, but one's A and one's B. Yep. Yep. Well, I I think that's all we can really talk about music. I mean, like the the I, fact me, is, there's a lack of music. Yeah, and this is more prevalent because last night me and Henry watched uh, Fully Cooly, Fully Cooly, and which was amazing. Immediate, and like immediately, just the mute, just by music alone, the pillows oh, are the amazing. best. Like, like they're one of the better composers. Like the ending theme to Fully Cooly. I've played it around, I think, 
4,000 times on my iTunes? I was trying to find it as a ringtone. That would be amazing as a ringtone. It's a great ringtone. I have I, it as a ringtone. Yeah. Like, it's good. Oh, Pretty good. that as a ringtone. I will. But is, very is good. It, but yeah, like, fully cool. with iPhone? Um... I mean, you should have the same kind of platform that I use. Okay. Like, I use Zedge. But so Fluicly I mean, is a good... I, Zedge doesn't... We'll, we'll, you have an equivalent. We'll, we'll discuss yeah. that later. Yeah. <laughs> Fluicly is a good explanation. Oh, a good... Like, this is probably, like, the perfect example of how, like, well music can, like, impact the, the mood. The music for Causing No Stigma had no impact It was basic shown in music. Yeah. It was just background filler noise. That was it. And the sound effects between the Japanese and the English one, they're a little bit more comical in the English because they can't use the same ones. So the English, like, if you could take the Japanese sound effects and mix it with the English words, which would basically be like an English Blu-ray release, yeah. mm-hmm. it would sound much better. But, like, the, the sound effects were kind of comical at best I think English. I think the voice acting was okay for an early Funimation dub, too. Like, I don't. A- they have no excuse. Funimation has no excuse. I no, mean, like, don't. this was an early Funimation dub. I can tell it by the voice acting. Like, a lot more, a lot more recent dubs have been really good. Because one of the big-name voice actors was actually a side character that ended up dying. Ooh. You're it's right. A, it's a pretty big problem. Yeah, that is a pretty big problem. You hire him to be the main character, not to be a side character that just dies. Yeah. So... That's all I think we can discuss about the uh, cause no stigma. So now we're going to do the best part, which is we are going to make we are making a ranking system for all the anime we watch throughout the entire podcast. Yep. We've not watched it. This is episode one, as you are seeing. So where does this where does this go? Straight to the top. Yep. This yep. is number one. Number one. Cause no stigma is our is the best anime we have ever watched. It is a uh, one out of one. One out of one. For can, sure. Can't, can't, I will be. Can, can confirm. Yeah, can confirm. One out of one. It's four out of ten. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, four, it's four out of ten. I mean, if we were going to actually give it a score, I would give it four out of ten. Or I mean, if we do do a ranking system like that, then I mean, it'll keep going down the more we go, except oh, no. for. Mm. I mean, we we'll, don't we'll, know. We'll see. Because now comes yeah. the best part. I'm going go to go over to the random.org. We're going to. Like randomize. You typed in all of those? No, he just copy and paste. paste. Drum roll, please. Oh, God. Trinity Blood? Oh, this I know this one. All right. I do not. This was was one that used to show up on uh, Adult Swim a bunch. Oh, this is actually kind uh, of... You guys could take one of two things from this. So Trinity Blood. I will go to a quick synopsis. Uh... Earth's population drastically increased. Uh, humanity led, or humanity led by United Nations, attempts to colonize Mars. During the colonization, they discover two alien technologies: the uh, the bacillus, the bacillus virus, and the Krosnik nanomachines. The colonists inject bacillus in their bodies, and which transforms them into meth. Let me just say this: they're vampires with with sci-fi shit. Okay. And then they install the Krusnik in the bodies of four test tube babies, Seth, Kane, Abel, and Lilith, who enhance bodies where the only ones able to... Stop with this! No, it's going to be religious sub-themes with with vampires. It's actually... I remember this being Set 900 years after a popular war between humans and vampires, the series focuses on ongoing cold war between the Vatican, the human government, and the new human empire, the government of the vampiric Methuselah. Fighting on the Vatican side is Abel. Krusnik, a vampire, feeds on the vampires. 
Yeah. A vampire that feeds on vampires. Yep. Okay. So this is so our main character is a vampire that feeds on vampires. I'm actually excited. I haven't watched this in a long time. Uh, original run was from Mar uh, the the that, light that, novel. That's the light novel. Uh, the original animation. Anime. 2005. Oh boy. Yeah. 2005. We're going to 2005. Okay. Where was I in 2005? Just school? starting middle school. Middle school. I, I remember, was in elementary school. I think. I remember this airing on Adult Swim. I think I was in fifth grade. Right? I, re- I remember this anime when as soon as I saw Trinity Blood. So I might, this is going to probably be me being nostalgic as fuck for this. No, I was in sixth grade at the probably. time. Yeah. Because I remember liking this. So this was what, on Toonami? No, Adult Swim. Adult it was, Swim. This oh. was TVMA. Like, I can assure you, this was more. This was on Adult Swim. Um, I'm interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting. How many this, episodes is it? 24. 24? All right. Uh, so this was the first episode of 26 and Under, part of the NRD Podcast Network. Uh, like, like, share, and subscribe, and we will see you next week. This was Matt, Robert, and Henry signing off from 26 and Under. Deuces. Deuces. Yeah.